0: Facebook, Instagram, like you could post stuff and people can comment and say rude things about it. And it can just be people that you don't even know. It really messes with a teen, their growth and their mind. I would say it affects their mentality. And like a lot of parents these days really don't know about like depression and anxiety. I would say it's important to pay attention to your kids and the signs that they give.
1: And welcome to episode nine of the Stay Free Forever podcast. My name is Clifford Fuel, host of the podcast that aims to help you adapt and thrive. Until today, each of my podcast guests has been an adult, either one convicted of adult offenses or someone working in the grown-up world trying to make life better for people who have messed up in life. Today, I am pleased to welcome to the program 15-year-old Tungshi Duran, who has committed no crimes and who was assigned my bullying awareness course after she was jumped by a couple of classmates at school and later at a park, where Tung Shi says she threw some punches to defend herself. We'll talk about all of that in a little bit. What impressed me about the work that Tung Shi did on her online course was the empathy for others that permeated many of her responses. For example, when asked why so many kids are bullying others these days, Tung Shi wrote, Young people that bully tend to come from a background that includes violence and drugs, or maybe just something that happens at home, or maybe they just want to fit in and feel cool. Later in the course, the true story of a bullying victim named Rachel was followed up by this scenario for the student, Tung Shi, to resolve. It reads, you are the counselor assigned to Rachel's school. You need to develop a plan with specific steps to help Rachel and share it in your next meeting what are some of your solutions?" To which Tung Shi replied, first step, listen and give feedback. Second step, get to know where Rachel is from and what she enjoys doing. Third, help her with her self-esteem and get her feeling better about her appearance. Fourth step, help with homework. Fifth, encourage her to join a club and be a part of the good things going on at her school. I don't know about you, but when I read that kind, thoughtful, and genuine response, I felt right away that this is a young person that I would like to meet. Today, we get to do just that. Welcome to the Stay Free Forever podcast, Shi Duran.
0: Hey, glad to be here.
1: Really glad to have you. Like I told you when I gave you your certificate for that course, it was almost like a, a person who was 10 years older than you are was answering those questions. Where do you suppose you get this wisdom of yours?
0: Uh, definitely. I would say from a young age, I would say that I came from a school that I felt I didn't fit in. And I definitely felt like I was being judged or people were like silently bullying. me. So I like tried my best to make friends and like fit in to like what was cool and like what everyone else seemed to be doing.
1: How did that work out for you?
0: I would say it definitely took time to work on and fix and get used to because I went to like an all-white school where there was mainly white kids and there wasn't like kids of my race there like there wasn't very many of them and I would say that now I have different friend groups that I could talk to different people from different races that all I would consider my friends. Coming into high school it definitely opened the gates to finding new people and talking to new people.
1: So it's a uh, public high school. That's not on a reservation. Yes. And you have a balance between the races. Would you say in terms of numbers?
0: Yes, I would say.
1: Being in the minority in your elementary and middle school years. How did that affect you?
0: It was definitely eye-opening, I would say because seeing how many of the, the white kids got to do fun things but like I had like more priorities than them it seemed like they come from a different place that feels more stable but I had the same stability just different responsibilities to do
1: What's an example of some of your responsibilities?
0: I learned from a young age how to clean and cook. I help with my grandma a lot cleaning and cooking wise. I've definitely <laughs> would say that I've helped my grandma teach my brothers I am the third of 10 children. My mom died when I was a baby, and my dad is an alcoholic, but his alcohol problems definitely, I would say, stemmed from the depression from my mom dying. Uh, It definitely affected him in a way that he kind of just turned to the first thing that he knew, which was alcohol, and it still affects him today.
1: Do you have much contact with him?
0: Every now and then.
1: Since you were one year old, have you been raised by your grandma?
0: Yes. With two of my siblings,
1: two older brothers, right? Yes. So what's life like today with uh, your two brothers and grandma all under one roof?
0: Definitely can be chaotic. My brothers like to rough house and it also has a balance. Because I can talk to my brothers a lot about different things, and they'll understand it.
1: If you were being bullied at school, do you feel like your brothers would stick up for you?
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Has that happened?
0: Yes. Before the fight had happened, there was an argument of which my brother definitely stepped in and was like, I thought you guys were her friends, but now you guys are like you doing this to her.
1: And how did that lead up to the incident?
0: There had been, like, a little incident in the bathroom with the girl that I later fought. She was talking some stuff about my cousin, and I kind of told my cousin, and then my cousin went back to her and told her. And then I don't know why, but she wanted to fight me, and then my brother was like, why would you want to fight her? Like, I thought you guys are all friends and, like, buddies, I guess.
1: And that didn't seem to hold the peace, because... One day, there you are walking along at school and you got jumped. Talk about that a little bit.
0: It was between class periods and I was walking to class where I encountered this girl and her friend and I was against the lockers and she had walked up to me and she grabbed my hair and pulled me. And I had been on the ground and it was kind of like a fight just between me and her. And then her friend jumped in and like pulled her off of me. And then that was the end of that fight. There was, I think, four teachers that broke that fight up.
1: So how long was it until it resumed?
0: I would say about a day or two. Me and my cousin were at the park that was like next to the school and we were eating our lunch and the girl that I fought, her friend had came over to the park and wanted to fight. And a couple of my friends were there. And so she didn't know who she was gonna fight. And one of my friends was like, had enough and just kind of like tore into her. Another one of my friends had pulled her to the ground. And that's when I went and I threw a couple of punches.
1: In the end, was anybody hurt seriously?
0: The girl that we had fought said that she had a concussion.
1: To this day, is everyone okay? Yes. So looking back on it, what would you have done differently, if anything?
0: I I would set the record straight with the girl that I fought in the first place. I would definitely let her know, like, you know, I don't want to be in the middle of what's going on. I, like, I... would not gonna involve myself more into this and i definitely wouldn't have gotten involved with any of the drama
1: do you feel like a bully
0: no never
1: what do you feel like
0: i feel like a person that you could that come and talk to like someone who you should be able to trust
1: what would you do differently going forward
0: i would definitely try to talk to them before it reached that extent. Or I would um, ask them what's bothering them and what what I could do to make it less about what's going on.
1: Tung how did you feel when you were assigned the bullying awareness course?
0: I was kind of shocked for sure because I kind of felt like I wasn't in the wrong, but I understood where it was coming from.
1: Where do you think it was coming from?
0: From me like saying stuff. Because there was an argument before the fight where I had said stuff and she said stuff and then the fight happened. So I definitely understand that I could have let the argument go and not have said anything. But I did say some pretty mean things to her.
1: And when you punched her while she was being held down, did you feel bad about that afterwards?
0: Yeah, I did. I. Feel like I shouldn't have stepped in because she was already pretty, looked like she was hurting.
1: And are you two speaking to this day? No. No. Do you think you ever will?
0: Probably not.
1: She's the same age as you? Yes. If you could speak to her, what would you tell her?
0: That I'm sorry that we broke up in that way, that like we're not friends anymore. And I would definitely apologize for stepping in at an area where I was not needed at at all.
1: Turning to a slightly happier subject, you said that a couple of your interests are music and reading. What do you like to listen to? What do you like to read?
0: I definitely like to listen to R&B or hip hop or country. Those are like my top three. And the types of books that I like to read would be romantic maybe, or drama I feel like is <laughs> very interesting. I've read Dork Diaries. There was another one, but I can't think of it. I think it's The Hate the Hate You Spread or The Hate You Cause.
1: Who are some of your favorite musical artists from those genres you mentioned?
0: It would be Wave. Drake, Bryson Tiller.
1: Talk about Drake a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit hip hop is lost on me. What does it say to you?
0: I feel like it's the way that they speak through their music and their experiences. I think that Drake has like an influence on a lot of kids through the way that he speaks through his music. A lot of his songs, I would say are like, are like more on the happier side for sure. And sometimes can be on like the things that he's seen and that he's experienced.
1: How does it make you feel when you listen to his songs?
0: I feel like I could dance. Like I could get up and dance to his kind of music.
1: Are you a good dancer? (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) You also said that some of your interests in life are being outdoors, riding bikes and being with family. Talk about that a little bit.
0: I like to fish. I like to see nature and the way that it grows and to see the beauty in things. And I like to ride my bike because it's like a core memory for me. Like it's like one of the first things that I've ever learned to do. And I've just enjoyed it ever since.
1: Neat. Well, I know you were one year old when your mom passed and that's probably too young to remember her. Is that right?
0: Yeah. I don't remember much.
1: What do you know about your mom? What kind of lady was she?
0: I've been told that she was definitely ornery, that she was like bossy, like she was a short lady, but bossy. I have a memorial up here for her.
1: Oh, I see. You're pointing over your shoulder. What does that uh, memorial contain?
0: It has two pictures and her obituary and a rose.
1: How did your mom pass?
0: My mom passed from West Nile. I think she was the first woman in Wyoming to have west nile and to die from it
1: oh my goodness do you have any of her characteristics
0: people say that i have her smile and her laugh and that i look a lot like her
1: how does that make you feel
0: i would say it makes me feel connected to her like knowing that people see that resemblance in me
1: yeah yeah that's cool Well, as a 15-year-old, you're a part of something that's called Generation Z. Does that term sound familiar to you? Yeah. What do you know about Gen Z?
0: People now, I guess, would call it like chaotic, crazy, I would say, because like they come up, like we come up with like like the weird things, like dances, like good music, like music from like the 70s doesn't even match music nowadays. Gen Z like finds, I don't know, I would say it finds ways to be creative with what they have.
1: Excellent. What is it that you would like the adult world to know about lives of teenagers in 2023?
0: I would tell the older generation that the way that they've learned and the way that they grew up is not the same now. Because without phones and without like that type of technology, It was, it seemed more like a happier place because you had people who didn't talk about you. Like you had friends who you could just go to and hang out with and just like be out in nature and have fun. But now that like Facebook, like Instagram, like you could post stuff and people can comment and say rude things about it. And it can just be people that you don't even know. Like they'll just say stuff. And it really, I say, it really messes with a teen like their growth in their mind, it I would say it affects their mentality. And like a lot of parents these days really don't know about like depression and anxiety. So I would say it's important to pay attention to your kids and the signs that they give.
1: That's really well said. I, I appreciate your perspective on that. What would you like to know about the adult world and the way adults behave?
0: I would like to know what the difference is like how they grew up what was like one of the main differences that like they do now what is like their thinking process when they're in an argument with their younger kids what what do they go through like what are their struggles now as an adult
1: wow yeah i'd like to know that too all right so let's let's trade jobs for a minute here This is the first time we've met face to face. We've talked on the phone a couple of times. We've emailed. I've read your excellent coursework. So why don't you be the interviewer for a minute? Ask me anything you want. I'll try to be a good subject.
0: Okay. What is your first train of thought when you get into an argument with another adult?
1: I'm, I'm kind of defensive. I have a thin skin. I've been that way since I was a little kid. So... Usually, if I feel criticized, even if it's justifiable, probably especially if it's justifiable, I tend to defend. I, I, I'm not always happy with that. And sometimes I, I, I want to stop, and I, but I sometimes can't. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah. I understand. Yeah. What was one thing that you did when you were younger that you don't do now? Skateboard. Skateboard. <laughs> a
1: skateboard?
0: <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. never taken you for that type of person.
1: What type of person is a skateboarder?
0: I would say like a hippie maybe, or like um, someone who like really enjoys like active, like being active for sure.
1: The first time I skateboarded, it was on a two by four that I had uh, sawed into about a two foot piece painted green. And then I attached the wheels from a roller skate. One of my sister's roller skates, which I later got in trouble for, and I used to roll around the driveway on that, trying not to fall over. Um, (laughs) But uh, there was always a pebble in the driveway that would like, Yeah. (laughs) I used to skateboard and now I I don't, I would, I I would break my neck or a hip or something. Another thing I used to do that I don't do now, I used to love to go backpacking and and camping Mm -hmm. up in the mountains. Haven't done that for decades.
0: Yeah, that sounds fun. I I went on a hike one time, but I about died.
1: <laughs> Why was it was it pretty steep?
0: Yeah, it was it was like the first hike that I've ever been on, and it was like so long. I wasn't really prepared to walk a lot in like a steep incline.
1: Yeah, it does take preparation. You got to be in shape. Do you have any other questions?
0: Um, what was your dream job when you were growing up?
1: At one point, I thought I wanted to play professional basketball, uh, but my, <laughs> my skills didn't really match. My brother used to have this old typewriter. I would put pieces of paper in there and, and type short stories that I made up in, with all red ink, capital letters. So that was my dream. And I, I, I like to, I have to say, I did fulfill it. I've been, I wrote for newspapers for a lot of years. And how about your dream? What's your dream? Um, I want
0: to be a cosmetologist. I like to do makeup and I like to do nails. I like how people style the hair. And I really want to do like all of those things when I grow up.
1: You told me in your pre-podcast survey that you wanted to be an interior designer. Talk about that a little bit.
0: Yes. Interior designing, I feel like is something that I would want to do because I feel like I have good taste and that I could design a home.
1: neat what would that home look like
0: neutral colors brown for sure not like cotton but like leather couches wooden dining table with like a marble kitchen i feel like that'd be nice and like a bathroom that has like that's like um wooden
1: it sounds pretty rustic
0: yeah like i feel like i was born in the wrong era for sure i feel like now i want to be born More like in the 70s and 80s, they always had like cool rooms, like they decorated their rooms with like CDs, those little like blow up couches, and like water beds were very popular. I think seeing pictures of like old bedrooms look so fun. The way that the phones would work, how like you could eavesdrop on other people's conversations. That sounds fun for sure.
1: It was a lot simpler. You're right. Technology really has speeded things up, made things a lot more complicated for kids coming up today. What's your personal plan with technology? How do you interact with it?
0: I usually just post pictures of either what I do or like if I have a good outfit on, I'll just like take pictures and post them. Um, If I feel good, like if I feel like I'm like I've done my makeup and like I have a nice outfit on, then I'll just go out and take pictures.
1: I'm sure you get lots of kind, positive responses. How do you handle it when someone feels jealous and says something mean?
0: Not in the best way, I would say. Like I say like defensive things. I'm very defensive of the way that I'm perceived when people like say mean things, it's like Why? Like why would you say that? Like I'm just trying to like post my life and be like more positive and influence more people to be like, I look pretty. Like I could post pictures. Like that's the way that I want people to think of me when they see me and who I am.
1: Are you able to overlook the criticism or do you engage?
0: I'm able to overlook it if I talk to somebody like a family member. They're like well, do something and then I'm like, no, like it, it felt good to talk to you and let you know how I felt instead of making it something bigger.
1: Does something like that happen a lot or is that rare?
0: I would say that it's rare. I don't hear a lot of what people say or say about me. I don't really pay attention to it.
1: Huh. Very good. What's your full name?
0: My full name is Tungshi Teliana Raylia Duran.
1: Do any of those names have special meanings?
0: Tung means sister in Lakota. And at the time, I was the only girl.
1: And where are your other siblings?
0: They live with their moms.
1: Are you close with them?
0: A few of them, for sure, but not all of them.
1: Have the 10 of you ever been all together at the same time?
0: No, I've never been together with all of my siblings.
1: Did you one day want to have a family?
0: Um, yeah.
1: You sound hesitant.
0: Well, I mean, like, I don't want to have kids in the future for sure. I, I don't want to, but like, I feel like I'd be a good auntie.
1: There's a lot of people who don't go through that process. They think, okay. I got to have kids because that's what society expects of me. Sounds to me like you have a different viewpoint.
0: Yeah, I just I don't see kids in my future. I see me like doing what I want to do. Having like nieces and nephews that I could get close to, but I don't want to have kids.
1: And what are some of the things that you would like to do?
0: I would like to travel. I love traveling just recently actually I went to Yellowstone and I would want to go back I want to explore more and see more of it for sure I I loved it there
1: was that your first time yeah what impressed you the most
0: seeing Old Faithful
1: it's quite something isn't it yeah what's the farthest away from home that you've been
0: I've been to Fort Lauderdale Florida how old were you I was 12 maybe 11 but I think I was 12
1: and what happened in Fort Lauderdale
0: my grandma had traveled to see a friend of hers and then I went during Christmas which was totally shocking because I've never been in like in another place where it doesn't snow so it like threw me off I was like where's the snow <laughs>
1: Did you drive or fly there?
0: Uh, we flew.
1: Had you flown before?
0: No, I had a panic attack before we even left the ground.
1: Oh, how would it work out?
0: Uh, it went good.
1: What do you remember most about flying?
0: <laughs> being up in the air and like being able to see the clouds like so closely. Also, seeing when we were flying over the state, you could really see everything.
1: Where would you like to go that you haven't been?
0: I would like to go to Oregon. It just seems very peaceful. And I've met people from Oregon. I would go to the mountains or the ocean. I think it'd be really cool to just be there for, just to see it and perceive it in my own way.
1: What questions haven't we talked about that you think are pretty important?
0: I think we've covered it all, I, I'd i say.
1: Well, as you know, there are three parts to the Stay Free Forever podcast. And the second part is where I read from a student's coursework and get your thoughts on it.
0: Okay.
1: The student I chose, Tung Shi, was you. Because I don't want to stray too far from the excellent work you did on your course. And so rather than read someone else's, I want to read some of yours and get your thoughts a little bit more on what you had to say, okay? Okay. All right. So the question in your course read like this. Kids who go to school worried and fearful of other students each day suffer from mental, emotional, and physical illnesses. Their core self is ruptured. Their hierarchy of needs to be accepted and valued is dashed on the rocks of meanness, intolerance, and arrogance. They can even suffer, like soldiers in combat, from post-traumatic stress disorder. Many are pushed to suicide each year. Why? And you wrote, because many kids tend not to see that some kids are less fortunate than others and that they don't have nice things like most kids do. That then leads to kids at school to make fun of the less fortunate, and it can make the less fortunate feel like they ain't even human or like they never will fit in. So they hurt themselves more than people around them can. What did you mean by that last part?
0: Hurt yourself, like, hurt yourself more than what the people have to say. So, like, people who struggle with, like, their self-esteem and, like, how they look, they'll, like, call themselves, like, fat or ugly or, like, make mean comments about themselves so that when they hear it from other people, it it won't hurt as much because they know, like, they've already told themselves that.
1: Have you ever done that?
0: Yeah, I have.
1: Do you still do it?
0: No, not anymore.
1: What made the change?
0: There's a girl on TikTok. Her name is Covert Anon. And she she talked a lot about like being more like loving yourself for sure. And I was like, well, why do I beat myself down? Like people who are bigger than me like find a way to enjoy the life that they have like I can too so that's what I feel like really pushed me to be like you know what who cares like I am who I am and like I I love myself
1: that's wonderful I hope there's someone out there listening who can relate to how you felt before and maybe take you to be their covert Anna and inspire them to feel better about themselves. Wouldn't that be cool?
0: Yeah, I definitely want to be someone when I get older, I want to talk a lot about being more positive to yourself, being positive to others. I want to encourage people to like work things out, like conflicts that come up. I want people to be able to like speak it through, like talk it through. Or like if you feel like you're being judged by someone like, ask them and like don't just assume a lot like don't assume the worst
1: the question you answered it talks about suicide has suicide touched your life in any way
0: i had a grandpa who was struggling with cancer and i guess he didn't want to like struggle anymore so he killed himself i was 10. At the time, I didn't know what like, like suicide or like what killing yourself meant. But then like, once I like knew more about it, I feel like I was like, whoa, like he really felt emotions that bothered him.
1: Teenage suicides are really on the rise. What's your thinking about that?
0: Um, there was a girl, sixth grade year. And I think it was like the summer between sixth and seventh grade, she killed herself. I didn't personally know her, but like all of the people that knew her definitely it like made it left a big impact on them. A lot of the people were saying like, "Oh, she really didn't have like confidence, and she really felt like she was being bullied but like i I don't know what she was going through, but like I feel like if she would have found someone to talk to and found someone to like express her feelings to, they would have helped her.
1: I think if she had had you as a friend, you would have helped her.
0: I I would hope so.
1: (laughs) I would think so. Is there anything else that you would like to say about that really good answer? Kids at school make fun of the less fortunate. it can make the less fortunate, feel like they ain't even human.
0: There was a time in middle school where a group of girls were making fun of the way that another girl dressed. Really going in on like, oh, like she must be poor because she doesn't like she doesn't have the nice clothes. And like I felt bad because like that's not who I am. Like if I have something like I feel like I would give it to somebody. If I had it, you could have it.
1: And if you heard someone bullying someone like that, would you step in? And if you stepped in, what would you say?
0: I would step in and I would say like, don't judge her off of how she comes to school. Like you don't know who she is and you don't know Her unless you like talk to and you get to know her like you're judging her off of an appearance like judging her off of how she comes to school and like you don't even talk to her you don't get to know her you just judge.
1: As you know, there are three parts to the Stay Free Forever podcast, and the third part is where we each share a quote or a passage that means something to us, and we talk about it. Who would you like to go first? You. All righty. Have you ever heard of a, a Native American figure named Ohiasa? Uh-oh. He was born in 1858. He uh, was given the anglicized name of Charles Alexander Eastman. He was born into a time when there were, the federal government was really coming down hard on the Indians in Minnesota. He said, I am an Indian. And while I have learned much from civilization for which I am grateful, I have never lost my Indian sense of right and justice. Nevertheless, so long as I live, I am an American. What do you think about that?
0: I think that he's trying to say that we're all human, that we just come in all different shapes and forms. That I would not say that I fit into like the, the society now. Where I come from, more native girls are like on the chubbier side whereas of the society in white ways, they want to be like skinny and like people that they see online, like they want to fit that figure. I would also say that I don't fit today's society because the culture that I learned is different, like way different. So I have more of like, have respect for your elders, respect the people who came and have more wisdom than you. Whereas of today's society, they kind of just tend to ignore the older people. They tend to like block out what they have to say. But like in my culture, we listen to the elders cuz they hold they're like our storytellers from the past. They they know more about who we are and where we come from. And so we think that it's important to listen to the elders and what they have to say just so that we don't lose track of who we are because of like how the government like in the back in the day when they tried to like change us um and that didn't happen because of like our ways of like sticking together and like storytellers were passed on and like we still have storytellers today that like, tell like old stories of how we came to be
1: And which tribe do you come from?
0: I come from the Northern Arapaho tribe.
1: And I suspect you'll be one of the great storytellers in the future.
0: (laughs) I hope so. I definitely would like to learn more about my culture. I grew up in a cultural way, so I believe in what we do, like our ceremonies. I believe a lot in what my grandma teaches me. A lot of our healing ceremonies, I definitely believe, like, work.
1: That's wonderful. Thank you. What passage or quote do you have for us?
0: It's from Maya Angelou. One of her quotes is, Do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. The way that I think of it is like, Like right now as a teen, I'm learning a lot. A lot of my friends say that I'm an old soul, that I was born in the wrong generation. I am who I am. And then when it says, then when you know better, do better. I think it's like, when you know what to do, you can do it. It's okay not to fit in. It's okay to be your own person. Don't be a follower, be a leader. If you feel like you're different, then be different from everybody else. Grow in the way that you want to grow in.
1: Anything less anything we haven't talked about that you think we should?
0: no, I think I think you really covered everything.
1: How did you like it?
0: It's a new experience. Now I know like I could do an interview, like I could be on another podcast. This is something that I could do.
1: And my guess is, in addition to being a great interior designer and a very talented cosmetologist, that one day you're going to motivate people by your speeches.
0: i w- I would hope so.:
1: Thanks, Tongxi.:
0: Yes. The Stay Free Forever podcast is recorded and produced by Clifford Fuel, owner of Stay Free Forever LLC, a Colorado and Wyoming company. Stay Free Forever provides adult and youth life skills courses via both e-learning and mailed workbooks, plus Zoom classes for any age group. Our theme music was composed and performed by James Benjamin Fuel. Editing and technical assistance are provided by Mary Tulin. My name is Molly Moore. For more information, go to stayfreeforever.com or email clifford
1: at stayfreeforever.com.